Welcome to the Visitation Podcast, where we discuss solutions to hot topics surrounding child custody, visitation, and parental alienation. The purpose of this podcast is to offer tips and tricks on how to successfully navigate high-conflict custody battles and discuss how to avoid argumentative situations that can hurt the child. We want to hear from you. If you stay tuned to the end of this podcast, we answer one question from our listeners. To submit your questions, send a message to us on Twitter at VisitationPod. And now, with over five plus years of experience and knowledge in navigating a high-conflict custody battle, your host, Nicole Daniel. Nicole Daniel. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. My intention is for this podcast to reach listeners like myself who had no clue at the beginning of their high conflict custody battle on how to proceed. Even if this is the only episode you listen to, I hope you take something away from this that can help your specific situation. If you're here, you're either going through a high conflict custody battle or possibly know someone who's going through a custody battle and you're looking for some help. Uh, Don't forget to share my links on this podcast on all your social media platforms that you have. I want to start off by saying I'm not just some random person that did research about a situation uh, or a person who's talking about speaking about situations that I have never gone through. I'm an avid believer that life is the best teacher. And boy, do I have some tea to spill about family court. Rest assured, though, you've come to the right place. I've come across many tips and tricks on how to deal with the other parent effectively in a way that can help your case. And I want to share that information with you. So let's get into it. Today's episode is about custody. What is custody? In a sense, custody is simply a term that is used by the courts. It is a legal term, which basically determines who the child lives with. And just so that I'm clear, extremely clear, this is physical custody that we're talking about. So physical custody is when the child is staying with whomever has legal physical custody. Now you can give birth to a child and by default, yes, you're the mother. You do have custody, meaning rights to make major decisions regarding the child. Yes, you are the custodial parent. However, if the other parent decides that they want rights and goes to court by filing a petition, then it is very possible that you lose custody, depending on the living arrangements of both parents. Now, custody is normally determined, or it is, I'm sorry, all the research I've done, custody is determined by a judge, not a jury. And the courts do not favor one parent over the other. Take it from me, good mothers lose custody every day, okay? They normally believe, people think that the courts are going to lean more towards the mother, no, that's not, that is not entirely true. Uh, the courts would prefer joint custody, except in extreme cir- circumstances and situations that I talk more about in the next episode, what is visitation. But it doesn't matter if you've raised a child for however many years you've raised your child, having an informal agreement saying, hey, let the, let the child uh, go with you for a while and then come back to me. That informal agreement each depending on the state each state has its own laws and i haven't researched every single state and again this is where if you have a question about your state please reach out to me at visitation pod on twitter or visitation podcast on tiktok 
um, the state that I researched six months. Okay. If your child stays in another state for six months, anything where you'll be away from your child and you need someone else to take care of your child, six months, that state becomes your child's home state. So here's my forewarning on that. Unless you've gone to court and established who has physical custody, don't send your child to the other parent. I'm not telling you to keep your child away from the other parent. That's wrong. That's alienation. You can lose custody just based off of that move right there. But what I'm saying is, you know, make sure you have your arrangement in writing. Uh, Let it be supervised for a while in a public place until you get a legal physical custody established, legal custody established. You know, protect yourself. Protect your child. You you think you know the people who you've had children with. I assure you. Okay, don't say this can never happen to me because it can. And ladies, it's important that when you give birth to a child, yes, in some states, you know, the mother automatically has custody. But it is important to establish who has physical custody in the beginning of that child's life. Not to establish child support in the beginning of that child's life. Child support and custody are two different motions in court. So it's not looked at as the same as the same thing. And you cannot hold your child from the other parent just because they did not pay their child support. That goes for mothers and fathers. Ma'am, sir, you cannot hold your child from the other parent just because they did not pay their child support. That is frowned upon in the courts. And, and there are all types of custody. There's legal custody where the courts decide who makes major decisions when regarding the child there's a uh, physical custody which de- which determines who the child lives with who has residential uh custody there's also sole custody where only one parent has the child and makes the decisions and then there's joint custody where two consenting adults who've conceived a child can co-parent effectively for the best interest in the child to make major decisions in the best interest of the child and raise the child together, even though they are not in a relationship, okay? Visitation is also established when you go to court for custody of a child. So I try to keep it short and sweet, my podcasts and offer tips and tricks. So here's a tip. If you're currently going through a child custody battle, cut out all telephone communications with the other parent. Anything that is said, you want it to be recorded. You want to record, uh, what's being said because you want to make sure that lies are not being told on you or that you are in fact not telling or being untruthful I should say right lies is a nasty word okay so cut out all telephone communications with the other parent uh you want a record of what's being said so my advice to you with what happened to me I'm only speaking again from experience I would suggest you only text or only email the other parent What that does is it will prevent them from making false promises to you on coming to see you with the child or them saying they want to see their child and them not coming. This helps you keep a record of what's actually being said. So you just text them, just say, hey, moving forward, I would prefer only to communicate via text or via email, whichever is easier for you, right? I highly suggest that. Like that is the most important thing. When the judge asks you, well, how many times have you asked to visit? Or how many times have they asked to visit their child? You have that information. This is the best thing that I could have done. Okay, and in my case, just stopped communicating over the phone with the other parent. So what I would like for you to do right now, I don't know where you're listening to this podcast, if you're in your car or, you know, 
or if you are taking a walk or you're, you know, working out, listening to this podcast, you're going through a stressful situation. This is a highly stressful situation, highly stressful. Okay, but I want you to do right now is I want you to pull out your phone or pull out your pull up to your computer, whatever you have as means for communication. Just find an alternate way to communicate. Stop picking up the phone and calling them. Uh, stop replying to their phone calls, answering the calls with impulsive, emotional uh, responses. Only text or email to them. This is going to be hard, especially if you're used to them calling and you're just picking up the phone. And if this is a high conflict custody battle, my intention is that this podcast reaches high conflict custody battle uh, uh, people who are experiencing this, right? So there's going to be arguments. There's going to be conflict. So moving forward right now, pull out your phone, pull up your computer, text or type this exact phrase as of and put today's day. I'm no longer communicating with you uh, by answering the phone. Moving forward, we're only going to communicate via text message or via email and come up with whatever excuse you need to that is safe, that, that makes sense. I'm busy working and I cannot answer my phone as much as I used to. Thank you be kind be respectful like in the end of the day it's not about you it's not about them it's not about what you all did to each other it's about the child and if they do decide to call because a lot of times what happens when you start setting boundaries for people they don't want those boundaries set on them so even though you're sending them a text message saying hey i no longer want to answer the phone just text or email right they're going to try to cross that boundary right away they 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 they'll try to call you so as hard as it's going to be, just boop, send them to voicemail. Okay. So, you know, when you uh, deny or send a call to voicemail, you have those auto messages. And one of them, I believe says, can't talk, comma, text me, right? Keep that boundary set. It's very important. It will be key. And it goes a long way in court. You can use those text messages to prove what's being said, especially if your character is in question. You don't want to look like you're making promises or like you're alienating the child from the other parent. Or if you're being alienated, you want to be able to prove alienation through some communications and then promising to see you. And then if they promise to see you and not come. OK, and, and, and that's over the phone. How are you going to prove that? How, you won't be able to. So stick with me. Okay, check out episode two. Uh, well, we'll get into uh, visitation. What is visitation? How to establish visit visitation and all of those matters surrounding where to pick up the child, where to drop off the child and and uh, all of those issues surrounding how to see the child, things of that nature. So you've made it to the end of, the, of this podcast. Okay, episode one, what is custody? And as promised, I'm going to answer a question from one of our listeners. The question is in regards to representation. No, you don't need representation. However, I highly recommend retaining an attorney. I did not have a return, an attorney. I recommend you going in with an attorney. However, it, I do believe there's someone who knows how to navigate the family law court without an attorney. We'll interview them later on. So the question was, are there attorneys who accept payment plans? And yes, there are. But let me tell you something. This thing can cost a lot of money. Okay, there are some attorneys who won't even touch a child custody case for no less than 30000 So be prepared to spend, even with a payment plan, at least that. And I will, over the next few weeks, be compiling a list of lawyers by state who accept payment plans. 
And if you already have tried legal aid and they failed you, this is going to be a great resource for you. Like with me, legal aid said they couldn't help me because they advised the other party and it was a conflict of interest. So when I sent out this resource, take full advantage of it. Okay, I had to pay out of pocket for my attorney. Not not easy, not impossible, but not easy. Okay, visit my website, visitationinfo.blogspot.com. And thank you so much for tuning in. This is Nicole Daniels wishing you the very best. Be well.